Hi, I'm Bree. I have a dick on my face, don't I? Hey guys, I'm Joe, and I'm back in the game. What's up, guys? It's Eric. I'm down. I've got the 411, and you're not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. Daddy, now as you know, it's the prom. The only thing more difficult than taking out Bianca. New rule. Bianca can date when she does. She's a mutant. What if she never dates? And you'll never date. Oh, I like that. He's finding someone with the courage to tame her sister. Hey! Me with my arm around you. You covered in my vomit. On March 31st. I've never seen you look so sexy. <laughs> Ten Things I Hate About You. Stay cool, bro. Rated PG-13. Starts March 31st. You're listening to Worth a Late Fee, a podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if it meant paying a late fee. That threw me off, Joe. I thought you were going to laugh when Bri uh, gave I, her. I definitely did a little bit. I had to, I had to hold it in. <laughs> I thought I had you too, Joe. Yeah, that threw me off. So, uh, Joe and Eric, as usual, and we have jumping in for this episode it's my wife brie hi guys because we watched this movie together last night she's she's familiar <laughs> with it so. i'm quarantined here too <laughs> yeah she's stuck here too so joe what are we discussing today we're gonna be discussing the uh, modern shakespearean tale 10 things i hate about you awesome. uh, so this movie we uh it's a pretty big deal for us we're leaving 1995 finally so I know. <laughs> so this movie came out on uh march 31st 1999 and it was number two at the box office behind the matrix so pretty tough competition there um it had a budget of 16 million and it made 53.5 million in the box office it was also uh the breakout roles for styles heath ledger and joseph gordon levitt although joseph gordon levitt uh, was already in third Art from the sun which was pretty popular uh, at the time and premiered three years before this film came out. And Angels in the Yellow Field, which we have to do. Yes, I love that movie. And too. he was in A River Runs Through It, which I feel like we have to do soon because this other podcast, I know, I know, it's not high priority, but this other podcast <laughs> that we follow on Instagram, they reviewed it and they trashed it. So I feel I like... I saw you comment on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I have to defend it. No offense to them, uh, they, uh, but... Yeah, but anyway, sorry, go ahead. So, no, so like, like you said, he's also in other movies before this, but Third Rock and like this movie back to back were pretty big for Gordon Levitt at the time. And what's pretty cool is Larissa Olenek, she <laughs> plays Bianca in the movie. She was actually a recurring character in Third Rock from the Sun before this movie yeah. aired. Yeah. So, pretty good chemistry. Um, between what about Alex? Three, I had a huge cross on Larissa Olenek when I was younger yeah, from Alex Mack. I loved Alex Mack. <laughs> Me too. Is uh and so other little fun fact, which I actually didn't know didn't know about until uh, today, Larissa Olenek went to college at Sarah Lawrence. I saw that, which is pretty cool, right? No way. Like, yeah. So the school that Julia Stiles' character gets accepted to, she actually went there in her life. That's a really cool little tidbit there. I thought. Yeah, I saw that too, and I and I also saw something about she was in. She got her break because she did a a play with, I want to say, that had like Rachel Lee Cook in it or was something. It the, was it the Les Miserables? Yeah, she, yeah, I was, think Was that so. okay? But anyway, she did, she did a play with someone and that's how she got her, her agent and whatever. And it's just funny. So she did something with Rachel Lee Cook. And it's funny because I compare this movie to She's All That all the time because they came out within like six months of each other. 
Yep. And they're very similar. That's the movie so, I want to do at some point, by the way. I always, I, I love that movie as well. So we have to do that one uh, pretty soon because this movie made me think, well, we'll get to it later, but which one's better or whatever. So, um, so yeah, did you read the back of the DVD yet or no? I did not. This one's uh, short and sweet though. Okay. So new kid in school, Cameron played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt is smitten with the beautiful Bianca played by Larissa Olenek. The problem is that Bianca isn't allowed to date unless her silly older sister, Kat, played by Styles, does. Cameron's only hope is to enlist the help of Patrick, played by Ledger, the school troublemaker with a reputation as nasty as cats. So that's good. And, and the beer that I'm drinking, I was right about to settle for, I couldn't think of a beer that like lined up with this very well. But then last night I follow one of our local packy. You know, Joe's never heard of what a packy is. Oh, really? Really? I never heard of oh, you're so pure. <laughs> yeah, so one of the local packies that I follow uh, in, uh, in our hometown put up this picture last night uh, of this beer from Beard Brewing Company called Riff Double IPA. And the picture on the can, I'll put it up eventually, is of a guitar. And it made me think of the guitar that comes up later on in the movie. But so that's what I'm drinking. It is a double IPA and it's 8.8% alcohol. So, um, so if I stumble over any words or whatever, I drank it a while ago, so it should be good. But um, Brie, what is your first memory of this movie? No first memory. Oh, wait, memory. sorry, sorry. Stats. We got to go to Joe, you got some stats? Just pretty much what we just like, like the cover, like the, uh, the budget, which was 16 million, May 53 okay. million. Um, it was number two in the, it was number two that week on the Matrix. Okay. Um, but nothing, nothing it, it was a critical success at the time and made way more than it cost to make, so it was a success. Okay, so Brie, stats? I, I have, mean, sorry, Brie, first memory? I have no first memory. I don't know what my problem is because this seems to be a recurring theme with me. I yeah. don't know my first memory of watching this. She movie. doesn't smoke the marijuana. Mm -mm. Nope. Joe, your first memory? So whenever I talk about this movie, I think of the bleacher music scene just because like it's probably the uh, next scene but what's funny is when this movie came out i was like nine years old i think and when she hits her head at the party uh he's keeping her awake because she if she falls asleep you know she just got she might she might just have a concussion so just keep her awake i never knew that before <laughs> yeah so when I was, I, young joe learned about that little tidbit yeah from this movie so that's good. I, I did know that, but my first memory, this came out when I was in eighth grade, the end of eighth grade, going into high school. And I remember this is one of like a handful of movies, movies that gave me an unrealistic view of what high school was going to be. Oh, come on. The coffee click at the beginning? Yeah. No. <laughs> the, and the, well, Brie and I were watching it last night and when they show the overhead shot of the school where like, what high school is that? It looks like if it was uh They credited at the end. Yeah, so maybe it is a real high school, but it's a little bit different than the one I went to. The, the teacher's cursing and ringer like on a rock novel. It's like, well, not even that. That could happen where I went to high school, but the, the actual building, it looks like a... a campus, like, like a college campus. Or island or something, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm going to try to do my best to get through the plot summary, but I tried to edit it down because there's so many names and it was like, he did this, then she did that, then the other guy did this. But so we're gonna, we're gonna get through this. You guys, Joe, raise your hand or Bree, punch me if you wanna stop for a second and point something out. But so 
Cameron James, so Joe Gordon-Levitt, a new nerdy student at Padua High School in the Seattle area, becomes instantly smitten with popular sophomore Bianca Stratford. That's Larissa Olenek. He makes friends with uh, geeky Michael Ekman, who warns him that Bianca is vapid and conceited, and that her father does not allow Bianca or her older sister, the shrewish Cat, to date. Cat, a senior, is accepted to Sarah Lawrence in New York, but her father wants her to stay close to home. Bianca wishes to stay, uh, wishes to date affluent senior Joey Donner, but Dad, an obstetrician, wor- worrisome of teenage pregnancy, will not allow his daughters to date until they graduate. Frustrated by Bianca's insistence and Kat's rebelliousness, Walter, so the dad, declares that Bianca may only date when Kat does, knowing that Kat's antisocial attitude makes this unlikely. All right, so that's the that's the environment that sets this whole the rest of the plot up right man the father is so good in this movie too <laughs> so good so good and like that line that line he gives when he's talking about he's asking uh bianca you know do you know what the 15 year old uh pregnant girl said to me well <laughs> and he, i forgot what the actual wording was but his delivery is like you know he's like that's actually pretty close but no it's, i should listen to my father yeah he said he said that's what that's what they would say if they weren't all they weren't all cracked Coke, up coked up that's right that's why she's that she says yeah yeah, she's like, I'm coked up. I, yeah, that's right. Right. That so, so good. So Cameron, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he asks Bianca out. Credit to Cameron because he learns French pretty much because he hears that she needs a tutor in, in French. So French is tough, man. I tried learning it for like a week because I was trying to learn a language and I was like, oh, that's cool. I watch a lot of hockey and go to Quebec and stuff. It'll be fun. That's a hard language, but he learns it very quick. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I actually, some language I actually was decent at, I was, I took it in high school, but it sucks because, like, I forgot almost all of it as of now. So, like, I was good back in the past, but I went to, uh, I went to Paris. I, you know, the, the whole, like, uh, thing is, if you don't attempt to speak French, they, like, shill over you there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's, they're, they're brutal over there. So, my French, uh, me as someone who was really good at French, realized that, it really is a hard thing to remember because I forgot almost everything. So the fact that he picked up in like days was one of the parts, one of the things that I'm like, oh God, like this movie could have done better with. <laughs> it's movie magic, Joe. <laughs> could have done a little better with, but it's all right. For me, when I tried learning it, it was the, I could probably learn like the, the reading and writing part of it, but the pronunciation of some words, I'm like, I straight up can't say that. That's, my mouth doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> so anyway, so that's what we have. We have uh, Bianca and Kat, and Dad says that Bianca can't go on a date until Kat goes on a date. Kat hates the world, so that's gonna that's gonna be tough. So, Cameron, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt asks Bianca out. She says no because of her dad's rule, but uh, because she wants to date Pretty Boy Joey, who's played by uh, Andrew Keegan, who's like Mr. Hunk of the mid to late nineties. Like every TV show and movie, he was the pretty boy. He's actually a model in this movie as well, which is perfect. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So she, uh, Bianca's kind of a jerk and she leads Cameron on like she's giving him the, the rules and, and the work around so that she can go on a date with him. But really it's because she wants to go on a date with Joey Donner played by Andrew Keegan. So, um, they pick out Patrick. So, so Cameron thinks he's, he's found a loophole and he picks out Patrick. So he fledges character, uh, but he shuts them down. But then his friend, so Michael, uh, uh, 
uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend finds a loophole and he gets Andrew Keegan's character to work it for him. So Andrew Keegan's character, Joey Donner, goes to Heath Ledger and says, I'll pay you to get this girl to take to take this girl out. Yeah, and Joey's like, and he's like rich. He's like drawing like this nice car in high school. Joey's a he's, baller. He really he's is. Doing nasal spray ads in his office. <laughs> yeah. And Hamburg ads. Yeah. So, so Patrick, so Heath Ledger agrees to the deal, but Kat shuts him down a couple times. And then Michael and Cameron, so uh, Joseph Gordon-Levin and his buddy, help him by getting info on, on, on Bianca from, or on Kat from his sister or her sister or what she likes, what she's into, whatever. And with that, Heath Ledger is able to kind of get through the first layer at least and, and get her. They go to a concert and he starts flexing some muscles about bands that he listens to and whatever. But really, bands that she likes. Right. Yes. And the scene when she's like, Bianca's very, very, very opening to the point she's inviting new kid Cameron into her house, into her, like, her sister's room. <laughs> it's like... She's very, so she's very, dumb, she's right very friendly. <laughs> she's, she's dumb. She's dumb. She's also a, a shitty sister. Because she says, because at that point, Cameron wants to go into her room. And she looks at him and very sternly says, no, something to the effect of a girl's room is private. Yes. They're literally digging through cat, AKA Julia Stiles, of course. Underwear drawer. Yeah. So, Patrick gets her, so they're going to go to this party. Patrick's going to go with Kat, so Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles are going, and then Larissa Olenek, so Bianca is going, and Cameron is going. So at the party, Kat becomes upset when she sees that Bianca is with Joey, so the pretty boy model. Uh, she gets upset, she gets drunk, she dances on a table, uh, and she gets really sick. Patrick, so Heath Ledger takes care of her, However, when she tries to kiss him at the end of the night, he shuts her down. But he shuts her down because he's trying to be a nice guy about it, and she's clearly drunk, whatever. But he doesn't explain that, which that was his big yes, yeah, that was his big mistake. So she gets she gets pissed and, and storms off. Bianca ignores Cameron in favor of pretty boy underwear model Joey, leaving Cameron feeling pretty crappy. Then realizes Joey is shallow and self-absorbed. Which, how did you not realize that <laughs> earlier? And that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and I, I don't even remember if I wrote this down as my favorite scene, but I think I did. Uh, but when he's he's going like, "This is my underwear pose," and then and then he's like, "This is my bathing suit pose." You see the difference? But so anyway, uh, so she gets all butthurt, and she asks Cameron, so the nice guy, for a ride home. Cameron admits that he has feelings for her and his frustration with how she has treated him. Bianca responds by kissing him. So now, Cameron and Cameron and Bianca seem like they're on. So now the next the next big thing in high school life is prom. So Joey offers to pay Patrick to take Kat to prom so that he can take Bianca. Patrick initially refuses, but then Joey starts throwing down some money and he's like, all right, fine. Kat is still angry with Patrick, but he wins her over by serenading her with the accompaniment of the marching band. And she helps him sneak out of the tension by showing her... Uh, her pectoral muscles. This school is wild, isn't it? What a wild high school. She dazzled the teacher with her wits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually wrote in my, in my description, I wrote, she helps him sneak out of detention by dumping him out. That's what I wrote. That's a bro edit for you, Joe. Uh, they go on a date which turns romantic, 
but Kat becomes suspicious and angry when Patrick insists that she go with him to prom, an event that she's adamantly against. Bianca is irritated. This is what's so tough about this movie. There's so many names and relationship storylines going back. That, and it, right, it's like, that's the thing. It's going back and forth. Like, it's constantly, the same things are happening over and over again, pretty much. Right, so Bianca is irritated that Cameron hasn't asked her to the prom, but so, and so accepts Joey's invitation. But the dad won't allow it unless Kat goes too. Kat confesses to Bianca. This is a huge thing. And I, the first time you see this, which for me was like 1999, is, is a shocker. So Kat confesses to her sister Bianca that she dated Joey when they were freshmen and succumbing to peer pressure had sex with him, which like that's so out of left field uh, in the movie. Yeah, they mentioned too that Kat was at one point really popular. Right. But then she decided to, you know, go her own ways and not listen to people. So she, that's why she became like this rebellious version of herself. Right. And then after having sex with him, she regretted it and Joey dumped her. So she vowed to never again do anything just because everyone else was doing it. And Bianca, Bianca insists that she can make her own choices. But the part that they leave out in the Wikipedia description is that the way that she kept it quiet is she told uh, Joey Donner that she would tell the whole cheerleading team that he is small, uh, unit if, if yeah <laughs> if he let it out so but uh so cat agrees to go to the prom with patrick so heath ledger and bianca decides to go with cameron instead of joey so <clears throat> we got julia styles going with heath ledger and larissa olenick's going with joseph gordon levitt and all is going well at the prom until bianca learns that joey planned to have sex with her that night which are you are you the dumbest person in the entire world Angry that Bianca has spurned him for Cameron, Joey reveals his arrangement with Patrick, which causes Kat to leave heartbroken. Joey then punches Cameron, but is, but in, but is in turn beaten up by Bianca for having hurt her, Kat and Cameron. Bianca and Cameron share another kiss. So up, down, up, down, up, down. The next day, Bianca reconciles with Kat and begins dating Cameron. Dad admits that Kat is capable of taking care of herself, and that's part of what kind of bothers him. It's making him nervous. It gives him permission to go to Sarah Lawrence uh, for an assignment in which, uh, we're, yeah, for an assignment she has in class in which students were required, were required to write their own versions of Sonnet 141 by Shakespeare, Kat reads aloud a poem titled 10 Things I Hate About You. If you've looked this movie up on YouTube, it's probably one of the first scenes that, that pops up. So, and it, it's pretty much like she hates Patrick, so she hates Heath Ledger, but she loves him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that works, and Kat forgives him, and the two reconcile with a kiss. So that's pretty much it. He buys her love with that guitar, man. He that's true. Love. And that's, that's <laughs> important because she mentioned earlier that she wanted to start a band. That's why it's important for one reason, but it's also important because that's what made me pick Riff Double IPA from Beard Brewing. So good, good job, Joe. So, Brie, you want to do good news or bad news? Bad news first. Bad news first, right. always. All right, so who is your least favorite character, Brie? Bianca. <laughs> okay, any, any? I, so, I don't think when I watched this movie when I was younger that I realized just how, <clears throat> she's just kind of lame, right? Like, I'll, she's totally beautiful. Like, I get why the guys are taken by her, but she never has that moment of like, oh, I don't suck as bad as I seem. 
Like she, she's not as awful a sister as she seems, but she doesn't really have a whole lot to offer. Um, but that's just the character that I'm not going to take it any further in like a feminist direction than that. I just like, wasn't, she was my favorite, but second runner up is Joey Donner for sure. And Joey, what's your Joe Bianca? Oh, I was going to say, man, call me Joey. Oh no. Joey ice cream. What's your, uh, least favorite character or who? So my least favorite character is simple. Like you kind of already heard Bianca. She really is one of the worst characters in my opinion. But other than that, it's Chastity because she's just the worst friend ever. Oh yeah, Bianca's good call. Bianca's best friend, and she, when she turns Joey down the first time, Chastity ends up going with Joey to the party. I believe it was, or it's the prom. I forgot what it was. What what scene it was? But then it's like, it's like that's like. They do everything together from the beginning, like when they, you know, they're getting in the car for the first time with Joey, and she pulls that move right in front of Bianca. Yeah, clueless. No, I agree. My my least favorite character is also Bianca. Oh. Yeah. I thought I was gonna be like the odd man out. No, no, she's stupid. And <laughs> I I know she's like a, the character is necessary, but and I used to have a huge crush on Alex Mack, Larissa Olenek. But it could have been done better. She could have, the character could have been, you know, portrayed better. And I think the character could have been written better. But that's just, I, I just, she couldn't, she made too many stupid choices. It was, it was horrible to her own sister. She was horrible to, to Cameron to the point where it made me mad when they got together. Cause I was like, Cameron, like have some spine, man. But so anyway, continuing with the bad news, Brie, what's yes. your favorite thing other than a cast member? Or your least favorite thing, other than a cast member? Mm-hmm. Joe, you want to go first? Yeah, Joe, go first. Yeah. Okay, so my least favorite thing, other than a cast member, is uh, having Cat and Patrick get three fights in a ninety-minute in a ninety-minute a ninety-minute runtime is not going to look for the future for them. Yeah. So, like, I think when she questions his motive, maybe <laughs> um, the second time, I think it was. You know, the truth should the truth should come out then that he was getting money under the table or whatever, or when she gets upset after he turns away from the kiss. One of those could have been, I feel, I think, removed because three fights is just kind of like by the third time you're like, oh my god, like these two are just back and forth. It's get rid of one of the arguments they have and just kind of continue with the other two. But, but the thing is, though, is if you do that, you have to fill it with something else because the movie was so short the movie was like an I hour and think, like, I don't, like i wouldn't i wouldn't mind seeing more of um cameron's friend and they're like yes and like that relationship kind of blossom a little more and like instead of going back forth with heath ledger and julia saw character over and over again i think i'm gonna piggyback off of what you're saying joe and just talk about the timing in general feels fast toward the end like even even though there are three fights like they're realistically like she's not going to be writing a poem about how she hates slash loves him like the next day following the the prom thing finding out that he was paid off to like take her out so i think if they paced it a little bit differently i wouldn't have been bummed about like a maybe 20 more minutes but selfishly as an old person who goes to bed at like 8 30 i did appreciate the 90 minute quick runtime. Oh no, I do. I did as well. I, <laughs> this is, Eric, I was talking about this yesterday with the uh, last time with um, Tommy Boy. This runtime is like the perfect length for any film, I think. Yeah. So my least favorite thing other than, or the, the worst thing 
other than a cast member for me is the nineties movie cliche that I think it started with clueless, but uh, there's too many high school, like social groups in this. And they're too ridiculous. Like they have the cowboy group, the golf group. And whenever I see um, stuff like this in a movie, it reminds me of why breakfast club. I know Bree doesn't agree with me on this, but it reminds me of why breakfast club and John Hughes movies in general are the best high school movies because like breakfast club has the jock the kind of like goth girl the geek and whatever but you don't need so many weird groups and i just thought especially with the cowboy group and the rastafarian thing was kind of funny i liked them they're funny but it was just it was just too much and then other than that some of the dialogue between uh uh Larissa Olenek and Gabrielle Union so Chastity and Bianca was a little too dumb and it was too it was too much clearly a rip off of Clueless for me so favorite character favorite cast member Brie oh Heath Ledger Patrick Verona um I saying this to Eric last night during the movie I don't know the last time I watched this but I never watched it thinking Heath Ledger was so like charming and handsome as a kid. I think I was a little bit blinded by Andrew Keegan and his, I don't know, more traditionally handsome ways. Like he just has that kind of teeny bopper tiger beat stud look going for him. But last night when I was watching, I was like, Oh, Heath Ledger is so cute. He's just, you know, everything about him was great. He, he was totally unexpected in, he's got that like bad boy <laughs> persona, but he was really sweet. And even though he did obviously accept Joey's money to take Kat out, you could tell once he started caring for her that it was like a genuine thing that he wasn't just in it for the, the money. Joe? No, yeah, you, I think... You pretty much know that with Heath's character. So I think every actor plays a character really well in this. I think Julia Stiles and Heath, and Heath Ledger, despite the writing with, for their characters, I thought they stole the movie. The two of them were so good. Uh, Heath's my favorite part of the movie. Cameron's the most relatable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heath is the best character, like you said. He's, he has that charm, really, that just kind of grows on you. Like, just like, that kind of hits you. So like he starts off, he's like you said, like the bad boys smoking cigarettes, sing with his like Mohawk friend, whatever. And his Mohawk friend was forty-seven years old. Though. I know, <laughs> wearing like chain jackets and yeah. whatever else. But but like you said, like once that first party scene hits, you see the real Heath and like the caring side of him. And from there on out, he's just an awesome character. Yeah. So he was my Patrick was my favorite main character, my favorite big character. This is gonna be shocking, but my favorite like you know minor character or lesser character was actually joey donner andrew keegan because he was so funny that you know he was he was playing a a jerk and an arrogant a-hole but he was it was so ridiculous that it was entertaining to me like when when he's show when he goes which one do you like better to uh bianca and it's a picture of him wearing like a white tight t-shirt and a picture of him wearing a black tight t-shirt it's the same picture it's so ridiculous (laughs) it wasn't my favorite as far as like a person i would want to be friends with but as far as entertaining he was funny but this actually 
a whole category of other characters, like the, the minor characters in and of themselves. Oh, go, I think I just stole Eric's thunder. He just gave me a look of. What's your, what's your favorite part other than uh, cast members, Brie? What's my favorite part other than cast members? Yeah, your, fa your, your favorite thing other than a cast member. I liked the theme of a strict dad. Okay. So I come from a family with a, a dad, well, four in my family, but three of whom are girls. <laughs> so very strict upbringing, specifically my father. And so I just could see my dad really reveling in if one of us didn't want to date, preferably the older in, in line, he would have totally used that against the younger. And I'm the third in line. So I, I love the strict dad. Joe? No, the strict dad, I sure with the strict dad and the teacher. The, uh, the, yep. the teacher, the, yes. They were both so good. Oh my God. The teacher especially. It's like, sorry, I think, wasn't he also, what's his name? He's all, he's in other movies. I can't put my finger on now, but. I don't he's know, but so, he's probably five years older than everyone else in the movie. You know, he was so good. Like his banter with both Joey and um, Kat's character, he, uh, he was he was hilarious. Yeah, he, he's been in. Uh, he's been in a bunch. Of the he was in no, no, no. He's been in NCIS. He wasn't. In, he wasn't in that Save the Last Dance movie, was he? Am I thinking of someone else? Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe, that's racist. <laughs> What? Is it the same? I'm, I'm actually asking. Is it, is it the same actor? No. Oh, I don't know his name, but I can it's, picture him. Yeah, he's yeah. younger. He's a younger guy. So. The guy in Save the Last Dance. <laughs> so anyway, my favorite, I put my favorite part other than a specific cast member was the soundtrack, but we've been talking about that for every movie so far, or a lot of them. So I wanted to point out, like, and this is why when Bree was talking, I think the best part about this movie Oh, you, you, no, I was going to say, Sean Patrick Thomas looks pretty similar to him. I don't care what you guys say. Joe, don't. <laughs> they look alike. What are you talking about? How can you not? You do mind, Joe. No, look at this picture. They look. Call your, call your lawyer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so my favorite. This is episode eight. This was a good run, guys. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing, other than a specific character, was just the, the supporting cast. So, like you guys said, the dad. Uh, Joey, Cameron's friend Michael, the teacher. Uh, Don't forget Miss Perky. I wasn't a huge fan of hers, but she was entertaining. Yeah, no. It's I just a funny. It, it's just weird and wacky and funny. It, yeah. Not not like a huge role, obviously, but like I don't know. She cracks me up. Yeah, and one of the movies that we did, Joe, we talked about how. Oh, I think it was the Goofy movie. How I was like, it would have helped to have some other entertaining people or or whatever. And this movie did. It had. Everyone in the movie's entertaining in some way, for the most part. No, that's what I said. Yeah, I think every actor plays a character perfectly, for the most part. Uh, favorite scene, Brie? I really love the soccer practice serenade. I mean, that is classic. Love everything about it, from like the the singing to the wacky dance moves and like the pseudo chase scene with the uh, the police <laughs> officers. But I'm torn because I also really love when Julia Stiles dances on the table at the party to Biggie. 
And I do feel like that is how maybe she got her role in Save the Last Dance. I'm not sure, but. Brie did say that. That's right. right. She was in that movie as well. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, you say that as though the teacher was actually in that movie too, Joe. Well, I, I thought, I thought, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Morgan was not in this movie. <laughs> I'm adding this all out as well. You <laughs> <laughs> have to add it out like the last time. You should have just let it die. So what, what's your favorite scene, Joe? All right. So obviously the bleacher scene is really is great. And like it's one of the comes on. I sing along as well. I don't care. But I really like the first party scene when we, again, when uh, Patrick and Cass getting closer to each other. I also really like during that same party, the pep talk from Patrick to Cameron telling Cam yeah. to not let anyone ever make you feel like you don't deserve <laughs> you, uh, what you want. And while it didn't yeah. take long, you know, we got to see the different side of Patrick's character in the movie. It was kind of the only moment he showed someone the sweet side of himself other than Cat. Yeah. You know, because we know as a viewer that that exists, but no one else in the movie does at that, up to that point. Yeah, and like I loved again, like like what you said, like the relationship between Patrick and Cameron was, was so good throughout the entire film as well. That's they don't have a whole lot of scenes together, obviously, but when they were together, it's like kind of like, like that nice like role model figure. My my favorite scene I wrote down it was one of the scenes where Joey's showing Bianca his different poses, but I already talked about that. So just because that was so funny, but my my other the other scene that I really liked was at the concert when uh, Patrick shows up and he kind of just woos uh, Julia Stiles with his, he shows his game and where he's like, you know, he's just talking about bands and, and whatever. And he, it's like, Oh, this guy's smooth. He's not, cause up until that point, he's, he's, you hear about him, you know, eating a, was it eating a duck live or something yeah. like that? Or, and he seems like a psychopath. And then you're like, Oh, this guy knows what he's doing. He's, he, he's good. So I like that scene a lot too. Plus there was just the concert element and everything like that. Um, my least favorite scene, I know that's not a category, but my least favorite scene was when uh, at the at the prom when Larissa Olenek defended Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he didn't do anything to to get up and do something. Like, I, if I were him, I would have, I don't want to joke about stuff, but I, I would have been done. I, I couldn't, that would, that would be so, and he was a sophomore in high school, right? Yes, and Joe was a senior. Yeah, so your your high school life is over. If you get knocked out at a prom and then your girlfriend <laughs> defends you, your high school life is over, and it should be. So I feel like, I feel like Cameron, he he stood his ground. Now he stood his ground the first. No, he like, did. He he defended her up until a point. <laughs> he defended her up until it was a fight, and then he let the girl fight for him. But people have fight or flight reflexes and if he's not a fighter that's okay we do not condone violence right he's a lover not a fighter eric exactly well we some of us whatever so <laughs> soundtrack brie like it hate it indifferent indifferent is what i wrote down but okay. it's funny because when they start out strong with one week by the bare naked ladies as the opening song i am sitting bopping my head saying to Eric how much I hate the song. Yeah. But again, as I'm saying how much I hate the song, I cannot help but bop my head. So yeah. what does that really mean? I she's don't like, know. This song's so stupid. And she's like dancing on the couch. I'm like, really? It seems like you're really hating this. But I do have to say, you can see like the um, influence that 
like no doubt was having. I wrote that all. down. Oh yeah, I wrote, yeah. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote that. I'm it's like, like a lot of like Scottish female led like letters to Cleo and all these other. And, yeah. and for all I know, letters to Cleo might have come before no doubt, but you can just tell like the West Coast kind of sound that was going on in the late '90s. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't buy the soundtrack. Is, is that fair? Okay, Joe. I liked it. Like uh, I like the going from like you said the bank of ladies from the beginning to uh the song the weakness in me by joan i'm a trading that plays during the um guitar shop scene when you see julius house's character kind of just by herself i like that song crew be kind the leza cleo's version was really good i thought um i love that i leza the lead singer uh, swing that is her i don't even know what they look like the band but definitely like, wants to find a lookalike without a doubt yeah i love the soundtrack it just i love that era and it kind of brought me back to that era and so even though it's not the greatest music it's not the best soundtrack ever but i think it's probably the best part of the movie for oh me. wow really or one yeah that's one of them i mean like i said i would have mentioned it for best part of the movie but i would this was walking too far <laughs> right. what's that this goes all looking too good no no, no i i have like, <laughs> okay I have a decent score. So uh, Sister Hazel, I was a, a huge Sister Hazel fan in the mid to late 90s. Write that down and, you know, keep that for if I wrote some sort of it's, job it's, interview. It's crazy how this soundtrack wasn't released on vinyl. Like, it is a cult movie. Like, it, the soundtrack yeah. is still, like, you know, people still, people still, every once in a while, I'll mention it, but it was never, it was never released on vinyl. Yeah. No, it's, I, I, I really liked it. So, but, so, with that said, we've covered everything. So, uh, we, the way we do our score, we say it every time, but scale of one to five. So if you rented this movie, a one is you bring it home. You wouldn't even get through it. You bring it home that night and not even finish it returning that night uh, up to a five where you'd be willing to pay a ton of late fees for it. Maybe even buy it from the video store and just keep it yourself. Uh, you want to go first, Brie, or you want? I'll go first. All right, go ahead. I'll give it a four. Okay. I like it. It's a good, entertaining movie. Brings me right back to an awkward phase in my life. Um, I like it. Joe? You're killing it over here. I agree. Four. I, it's, it's one of these movies that I've watched over and over again. And despite, you know, some corks here and there, I love this movie and I always love this movie. So I thought that I was going to – I watched this movie, like, within the past couple of years, not the whole thing but I thought that I was going to not like it. Cause I remember the last time I watched it, I was like, Oh, it's not as good as I remembered it. So I went into it with kind of a expecting to not like it. But when Brie and I watched last night, I was like, no, you know what? I like it. It's not the, it's not the greatest movie, but it's entertaining or whatever. So I gave it a three out of five. It's an entertaining movie. Good nineties movie, you know, hour and a half to, we always say that you get bonus points for being, under an hour and 40 minutes because it's like even if you're it, it's so much easier to put up with a pretty good movie for 90 minutes when that doesn't go to two hours plus so yeah it can be make a break right right so so um with that said oh the beer was very good by the way um riff by beard is awesome so love that we'll be back with the next movie we have a poll on our instagram right now i don't even know if this this episode won't even be published by the time uh, the poll's over. So it's looking I might, like... I might be able to get out tomorrow. We'll, 
We'll see. I might be able to push out tomorrow. Okay. Well, as of right now, it's looking like the next movie is going to be high fidelity. Uh, unless there's like a big comeback in the, in the votes. So high fidelity with John Cusack. We, it, it was, we put up a question of what's the better record store movie that or empire records. It's looking like it's going to be high fidelity. Follow us on Instagram. We're at the late fee. Send us any suggestions, movies, beer, or both. Anything else, Joe? Nope, that's it. Bree, thank you for helping out. Thank you. I might invite myself back <laughs> if it does end up being high fidelity. It's one of my faves. Yeah, Bree awesome. loves high fidelity. So. I haven't seen him forever, so I'm looking forward to that. I, Joe, I think I know that you're, you think you're more of a fan of, of Empire Records, and you I might love, be. I love Empire Records, yeah. No, I, I do I, too. I, I see, I've seen it more times than high fidelity. That's my thing, I think. I think you're going to be, and I could be wrong, but I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at how much you enjoy high fidelity. Awesome. If it turns out to be the episode, but so yeah, we'll be back. We'll have, I don't know. We'll have this episode up, but we're hoping to record the high fidelity one this weekend. So within, I don't know, three or four days. All right. Thank you guys very much. Tune in and thank you.